Welcome to the Digital Solicitor Podcast with me, Christina Grasco. Today's subject is about having confidence in the IT cloud. In recent years, there's been a cultural and emotional shift with the cloud becoming an everyday part of our lives. Think of online banking, Uber and Deliveroo. In this last year, it has become central to everything in the legal sector. We've seen government portals with online training, leap, e-bundling, remote hearings, video conferencing and the whole way that we work with each other and our clients. And yet few of us can truly describe what the cloud is, and there remains something of the black arts about it that can cause uncertainty, especially for potential business users who are used to the idea of something solid like having a server on premises. I recently co-hosted a Law Society live presentation where the majority of questions centred on the safety of the cloud, the costs and risks of migrating the whole business to it, and the safety of data post-Brexit. So today, I want to answer some of those questions and concerns by taking a close look at what the cloud is and isn't, and what it offers firms both in terms of flexibility and risk mitigation. I'm joined by John Flanagan, who is Head of Product and Innovation at Leap UK, and who is, in the best possible way, something of a tech and cloud geek. Thank you for joining us today, John. And could you just start off by telling us a little about what the Head of Product and Innovation does? Of course, my role is actually quite varied, but it's primarily to ensure that our software meets and exceeds the needs of our users. And we do that through obviously changes to our core platform, which is developed by our team in Sydney. We also build jurisdictional features such as legal aid here in the UK. And we also look at quality integrations through the Leap Out Marketplace. That is technical, and I want to be careful to make sure that we can bring everybody with us into this conversation today so that technology isn't assumed. Perhaps, therefore, you can start by giving me a succinct definition of what the cloud is and how it already touches us in life generally. To me, cloud is defined as software that can be installed on your device or is available through a browser where your data is stored as part of that service away from your premises and is accessible as soon as you access the software on any of your devices with that data being continually held up to date uh, depending on how you access it. The best example is your non-work email. Things like Gmail, Outlook and iCloud are all the best examples out there of cloud software. You don't host that email. They do it for you. You can access it through the cloud. Thank you. Leap is the leading cloud-based practice management system for lawyers in the UK, and that is cloud-based. Everything about Leap is cloud-based. It's hosted on AWS, more familiarly known as Amazon Web Services, which for clarity is the same Amazon that we've all been merrily buying stuff from in the last year. And there's a very good reason why this is, isn't there? Yes, there is. Our software needs to store data some way. It's a practice case management system. We need to store information about the legal transaction, about who's involved, the documents, etc. So therefore we need a database. By using something like AWS, Software vendors like us can get military-grade, always up, scalable database and application hosting. And because we do use AWS, we have to adhere to high security and data standards to make sure the infrastructure cannot be compromised. This gives our clients peace of mind over, over their data, ultimately. Again, just to be really, really clear about this, AWS, we're using the same systems that Amazon Shopping uses, essentially, aren't we? It's that high specification. It absolutely is. And AWS, there are 
certifications out there, such as the government's G Cloud, which AWS is certified against. It's incredibly strong, it's incredibly secure, and it's completely scalable. So as businesses grow, they can effectively access uh, scalable data services. So you may have very, very large databases, but the performance of that data does not change. It, it is continually up, continually easy to access, and is continually quick, which is the main thing. Buried in that, which is often missed by people, is that it means that they haven't got a static on-premises system, which when they start to scale, they have to bolt parts on. It gets expensive. It gets difficult. Amazon just goes with them, doesn't it? It does. I mean, if you think about if you buy a PC or a laptop, if you bought one sort of 10 years ago, the software that was on that device 10 years ago isn't the software that you would have now. You know, things progress, technology gets better, but the hardware needs to move along with that as well. So you wouldn't expect to be able to buy a, a really fantastic game now, run that game on a 10-year-old laptop. You would expect to have to buy a new laptop to run that or attempt to upgrade that older laptop with something like AWS that's all taken care of for you. You don't have to think about that sort of thing. And of course, it's integrated with Microsoft 365, which is very important. Perhaps if you could just explain what 365 is and why Leap relies on it. So Microsoft 365 is, is effectively the cloud service version of a bunch of Microsoft products. So virtually every business in the UK uses Microsoft in one form or other. The operating system of the laptop or the PC is more than likely to be Windows 10. The Office suite in use is more than likely to be Word and Outlook and Excel. Exchange is more than likely going to be the thing that's running the business email. Microsoft 365 provides that whole suite at a really low price. I think it's about £10 a month. And that can also include the hosting of the email, which also includes automatic security patches. And it just seems to make perfect sense for us to integrate really tightly with Microsoft 365 for that document automation, calendaring, email, and collaboration through Teams. A real example of this that we've done is we've recently launched a integration with Microsoft 365 Exchange, meaning it's now possible to leap tasks and appointments we manage on any device rather than solely through Outlook. So effectively, our users can now update a calendar item on their iPhone and that will then sync through to Leap. It's not relying on Outlook being open to make that change. It's only a small change to the thinking, but the engineering task underneath it was phenomenally large. We also think that through this tighter integration, we'll be able to utilize a bunch of Microsoft 365 APIs to deliver features and functions that we've not quite thought through fully yet. You know, there's something that Microsoft might produce that may really benefit our users. And by being tightly wedded to Microsoft 365, we think we'll be able to deliver that really efficiently to our users. I love the fact as well, with Microsoft, it's a bit like Amazon, isn't it? They're doing a lot of the heavy lifting, which means that nobody else has to do it. It means that you're getting the best that's available to the business at this moment in time, and you've not actually really had to do very much to get there as a user. Indeed. By using the Microsoft 365 platform, rather than bringing all that in and managing it all on your devices, you don't have to have that larger IT infrastructure in your business. You know, you're effectively outsourcing it to Microsoft. You're paying Microsoft a low monthly fee to kind of manage all that for you. So that sounds great. And I'm sitting in a law firm thinking, okay, 
if I wanted to move all or the remaining parts of my non-cloud business into the clouds, that the business is wholly in the cloud. Well, we know that that thought can have a variety of effects on lawyers, doesn't it? I mean, some immediately think, yeah, that's great. That's a brilliant idea. It'll save me a lot of hassle and money. And I get it. We know that other lawyers are much more reticent. And there's a few who are really reluctant to consider it, even despite the events of the last 12 months, having forcibly shoved law firms towards cloud to survive and thrive. For both the converted and the downright reluctant, what would your top three business reasons be for moving to the cloud for everything in the business so it becomes effectively a one-stop shop for all of your systems? Yeah, I think there's three major things that should be the driver to change, really. First and foremost is the security and the risk associated with cyber attack. In February 2021, vulnerabilities caused by unpatched instances of Microsoft Exchange were exploited, and this exposed data to alleged state-backed hackers. Anyone that used Exchange as part of their Microsoft 365 subscription was not compromised because Microsoft had taken care of all of those security patches to ensure that the risk was gone. However, if you were in an on-premise solution, there is a lag there of that patch being applied. You're relying on a third party or potentially yourself to actually do that. Here at Leap, we also manage the security updates that protect that data. There is no need for you to consider that as part of your IT strategy. If there are any vulnerabilities identified, it's taken care of as part of that subscription and it's all done in real time. That means there's no delay in patching up that risk. The second reason has been brought on by the pandemic. Employees no longer need to go to work as they do through a commute. They simply switch on their laptop and get started. So many organizations are now moving to this hybrid model where a combination of office and home working will become the norm. And it's something that employees expect to attract and retain that good talent. Businesses are going to need to offer this flexibility and those that don't won't attract the right people. And ultimately the business will suffer as a consequence of this inflexibility. And finally, is client service. I've consumed legal services previously, and I definitely will be doing again in the future. When I bought my first house in the early 2000s, I relied solely on letters from my lawyer through the post to keep me informed about where my transaction was up to. When I moved again in 2011, it was the same situation, only this time I was expecting stuff by email. If I was to move again, I'd be expecting so much more transparency about the transaction. I'd want documents sent to me electronically rather than having to go through an email in a secure fashion, you know, something like Dropbox. I'd expect to be able to sign my documents digitally. I'd want a clear indication of where the transaction was up to. But most importantly, I'd want to know what I'm spending my money on. So I want transparency over the costs that I'm being charged for. This is the sort of service that most people expect in the digital age and the cloud gives you the chance to do this really easily, but most importantly, securely. Finally, we should always consider cost savings here. While a license for a piece of cloud software may look outwardly quite high, there are no additional hidden extras like servers that need to be maintained and eventually be replaced that you have to take into consideration separately. Cloud should mean a much smaller IT footprint in the business, and you can usually purchase hardware pretty cheaply and install the software without needing specialist knowledge. You simply pick up a PC from PC World, install the software you need, log in, and you're ready to go. This is exceptionally useful when your business expands and you need to quickly bring on new staff. I think it's also exceptionally useful when you're starting up as well, isn't it? You know, the advice always is for startup firms, make sure you get your systems in place before you open the door, everything, you know, whether it's your client bank account or whether it's your way of onboarding a new client so that you're not left floundering when the first instructions come through or you're trying to get a payment. It's now become as simple as, hasn't it? Go and buy yourself a laptop, get yourself a Leap subscription, get everything up and running on your laptop and you're ready to go, aren't you? Effectively, yes, you can be up and running with this sort of software, this sort of technology extremely quickly. With Leap, if you're a new startup, for example, you wouldn't even need a data conversion. You know, you literally buy the software, 
we do a bit of configuration for you to make sure your database is doing what you expect. You know, we set your letterheads up, that sort of thing. And you're basically ready to go. And that can be done within a couple of days maximum. Let's talk clients for a moment. You mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, the experience that you had, that we've all had actually when we've consumed legal services. Virtually every lawyer I've spoken to in the last 12 months has been surprised at just how well clients have accepted remote working and their ability to self-serve where a firm has a cloud portal that gives clients access to their matter file. The profession underestimated the client's desire for a more modern service, didn't it? I would say so. We've always had a disparity in the service that some of our firms provide to their clients. But since the pandemic, so many firms have embraced the technology that was there, but they weren't really utilizing. Example being Leap's client portal, which is called Law Connect. We, we saw a marked increase in the usage of that. Now, this is a platform that lets you share documents with the clients. You can obtain digital signatures. You can make payments through it. And what we've seen is that the use of that portal just hasn't tailed off through the various kind of lockdowns. We're finding so many more firms have started to utilize things like e-signatures to help them onboard clients rather than relying on the post or email. If you think your office isn't a physical building at the moment, uh, receiving post would be an exceptionally difficult thing to do. You know, you have to send someone to that building. They're going to have to scan stuff in and then they're going to have to send that around to all the various users. Doing all this digitally in the cloud means it's effectively there and stored in the case management system for you. You don't have to do that additional manual step. And facing outwards a little bit, just riffing on clients, when you make this move, because clients have now ramped up their expectations and the way that they are happy to work with you, interestingly, I think for the first time, it's really opened up a national market for solicitors, hasn't it? Because if you're operating digitally and everybody is on the same system, wherever they're actually practicing from, you don't need your clients just to be local, do you? Because you can actually service them really well from anywhere in the country. Indeed, we have a number of firms that have gone from a typical high street setup where they're relying on people walking by, popping in and instructing there, you know, having a, a quick chat and then saying, yeah, we're going to move on. That's gone from obviously people making telephone inquiries and now with us with strong digital marketing and a, a strong web presence, we have these formerly high street practices are now effectively national providers of legal services. And it's all down to being able to provide the service digitally, but also exceptionally good marketing. So you have a real strong web presence. They'll utilize social media for marketing. Example, we have a firm in Ireland. I was on Instagram the other day and there's a firm in Ireland. I have an Irish surname and I have an interest in Ireland. I was popping up asking whether I had any Irish grandparents to see if I was interested in an Irish citizenship, for example. So where would I start if I was a law firm, especially if I was a firm that had come through the last year with a rather hybrid approach to remote working because we didn't get a lot of time to think initially. And then people sort of got used to things being a bit haphazard. You know, virtually everything is operating from home. But I mean, you referenced a second ago, you know, there are still people even now nipping back to offices to do certain things. If that was me, and there's quite a lot of firms in this situation, what would you tell me to do? Firstly, invest in Microsoft 365. I've mentioned it's less than £10 a month per user, and that just lets them access their emails and their documents pretty much from anywhere on any device. I use Outlook across iOS. I've used it across Android, obviously using it on a Microsoft device and also on my MacBook as well. Microsoft will protect your data and your emails for you, getting rid of that risk of your of your servers being compromised and your emails being accessible to third parties. The ICO wouldn't take too kindly on data hack. Regardless of the systems you put in, if you haven't patched your servers, they're not going to look on that particularly well if you've been hacked. Then look at your case management. 
a true cloud system like Leap can give you access to your matters on any connected device at any time. So you can do that piece of work when you need to, rather than having to be back in the office. You may have an urgent inquiry from a client and you can deal with that, accessing your matter documents and dealing with it as you need to. These fairly simple changes will let your business flourish in that hybrid working environment. And also that technology does enable that greater client service. As I said, you can deal with something urgently from your office home or even your sun lounger, but it's that client service piece as well. You, You can collaborate with them online really securely. You're not reliant on sending a document by post or sending an email. You can get them to operate within that secure platform and you can be sure that the data stays where it needs to stay. And if I was a large firm making the switch for an on-premises system, I mean, does this advice change much? I think the transition for a larger firm will be harder. And it's not because the technology isn't right, but because there is more people to influence that the decision is the right one. The whole company needs to realize that the transition will benefit them and the client. And we find that allocating a few cloud champions to sell the benefits through the business to those that are a little unsure really does wonders for this little hearts and minds exercise. Once there's enough people on board, the transition itself is really straightforward. There's less technical thinking that needs to go on around the infrastructure and, you know, making sure you've updated your servers. As long as you've got good enough devices, you don't need to worry about the rest of it, really. We mentioned it a minute ago, but I'd like to come back to it because in many ways, this is part of the the discussion, the hearts and minds discussion and how you do champion it in the larger firms. But it is the flexibility to grow both your staff and your business nationally once you're less tethered to a fixed office and on-premises tech. Yeah, I've seen some legal firms really thrive under a different operating model to the traditional high street presence. You know, the much talked about alternative business structures the law society now support. We have one client in particular who runs a small office in a in a pretty small market town in the borders and has grown from just a handful of users in 2017 through to 103 at the last count. And they're still growing. All of their lawyers work remotely and they use Leap, Microsoft 365 and Zero to run their business. But with that strong online presence, they don't have that traditional high street, large office. They have a small office but they service their clients through this disaggregated business model. This low overhead model lets them really compete with the traditional setup because it lets them deliver a higher quality service at the same price or even slightly cheaper. I know which firm you're talking about. They have been able to put a useful rigor around the work that the solicitors do because everybody's following the same procedures. There's the same way of reviewing the work that's been done. I think none of their solicitors ever really go into an office unless they have to. But in terms of managing the practice, it's not actually that complicated, is it? They don't need all the lawyers in the office to be able to see what's going on. No, they don't. And that's where the cloud helps because you're all accessing that same data regardless of where you are. So the managers of that practice from their small office in that small market town know exactly what all of their staff are doing and are able to monitor and manage the business in a much more proactive manner because of that sort of cloud infrastructure. The benefits of using it in this way is it just means they don't need to pay for a very expensive office. For the number of staff they have, that would cost thousands per month to run. Their office has five seats in it, I think, and maybe one visitor seat. It's a very, very small operation in terms of footprint, but they're doing exceptionally well and they've grown. I don't think I've seen growth in a law firm like that. And I've been working in legal technology for 16 years, not longer. So as a recap, I think the the primary tip that's coming out from you here very much is Microsoft 365. Whatever else you do, if you haven't already done 365, go out and do that now. I think it's absolutely the overwhelming message that you're giving because you can tick both the ease of remote working and the cybersecurity boxes in one shot for 10 quid per person a month, really. 
that yes, that's it. Microsoft 365 just provides that service and that security around the potential risk for data compromise. And that's really, really important. That's one of the things that cloud can do better than any on-premise is just provide you that peace of mind. And like I say, Microsoft, it's been a recent Exchange hack. Only the on-premise versions of Exchange were actually compromised. And that was only where the patching hadn't been done that had been done as part and parcel of the Microsoft 365 service. Just one final question. Data hosting. Post-Brexit compliant with both Leap and AWS and indeed Microsoft 365? Yes. When you purchase data as part of a cloud platform, you are effectively buying it in the jurisdiction that is compliant for you. So the decision has not been made exactly what's going to happen in terms of the GDPR with Brexit. So we're just waiting for the final piece from the government, but apparently it's something to do with data adequacy. So our data resides currently in Dublin, and we think that's going to be sufficient for all the data protection regulations for all of Europe. That obviously includes EU and UK. When you're purchasing Microsoft licenses and you're setting up your server infrastructure, you are asked which region you wish to use. And again, you'll be offered that setup as to whether you want it within European Union, whether you want it within the geographical area of Europe, or whether you want it somewhere else. It's, it's all kind of tied in with the, with the security piece and making sure that you're compliant with the local data security regulations and making sure that compliance is there with things like the GDPR. So again, that's another thing that if you adopt Leap, if you adopt 365, that's another piece of the puzzle that you don't need to worry about because everybody in those companies are worrying about it for you and resolving it. Exactly, exactly. There was a long discussion many years ago with a different software provider I was working for at the time around Microsoft 365 in particular. And they were very, everyone was very concerned about data going to Seattle as part and parcel of it. And Microsoft just sent us an email saying, stop being ridiculous, data's in the EU, you're worrying about nothing. And that's what we need to consider here, that companies like Microsoft and we were the experts in looking after that data. We make sure your data is compliant with the regulations of the jurisdiction the software has been operating. Brilliant. Thank you, John. That's been really helpful and informative. So thank you for being here. No problem. Joyful to talk to you. If there's anything in this podcast that you would like to know more about or discuss further, then you can contact us on digitalsolicitor at leap.co.uk. Leap welcome conversations with you wherever you are in your digital journey. So don't be afraid. It might just answer some key questions for you. So my thanks again, John, for being here today and to you for listening. Until next time, stay safe and stay positive.